Welcome back to Sanity. I'm Shane Gordon. Yesterday, I read a tweet that said this. I see so many women wanting to have their babies homeschooled and making posts about how they cry when they drop them off. Let me just ask, why are you? Stop dropping them off at a cesspool to get indoctrinated and possibly killed. Is your job really worth it? Let's discuss. In 1967, 49% of mothers stayed home with their children. That number steadily dropped to a low of 23% in 1999. Since then, we've seen a slow increase in the number of stay-at-home moms. In 2012, we hit 28% and it stayed basically the same all the way through 2022. So what happened? As simplified as possible, World War II happened. During the war, many women felt compelled to fill in the vacancies created as men were shipped off to fight the war. Once the war was over, not all women went back to staying at home. In fact, many just continued in their jobs. And by the 1970s, most women simply expected to spend a large amount of their adult life working. For the first time, a large number of girls grew up seeing their mothers work. Their mothers, however, largely lacked the education necessary to pursue real careers. This new generation of girls sought an education that would allow them not only to work, but advance within the workplace. Access to birth control increased, allowing families to better control their size and allowing women to delay marriage and delay having children. In 1974, women were allowed to apply for credit in their name without a male cosigner for the first time. And in 1978, the Pregnancy Discrimination Act was passed, making it illegal for an employer to fire or not hire a woman based on the fact that she was pregnant. By the 1990s, 74% of women ages 25 to 54 were working compared to 93% of men. And the protections for women and the push for equality in the workplace has only increased. Right now, our vice president is in Africa promoting women's rights. Notably, she isn't just advocating for women in Africa, but also here in the U.S. We're told the most noble goal a woman should pursue is career achievement and independence. Advocates for women's rights claim that until there is 100% parity in the workforce, women are obviously still victims of discrimination. So it's really no wonder why stay-at-home moms are an endangered species. Since the 70s, women have grown up seeing other women work and pursuing careers, and fewer and fewer women are staying home. Not only that, but women with influence are telling young girls that there is no pride in staying at home. There is only pride in providing for yourself. This discussion could devolve into a much larger one regarding the current state of the American family, but we'll try our best to stay off that topic for today. So does it matter that the percentage of women staying home has declined? After all, if women want to work, is, that, is the fact that they aren't at home really that big of a deal? I think the answer is yes. 
Let's look at a few replies to the tweet to help better understand my point of view. One person said, I just can't see how families are able to make it on one income unless a husband is making six figures. Some do, I know, but it has me wondering how. I'm going to read into this a little, but it seems like this person desires a single income household. She didn't say it isn't possible or criticize the idea, but instead she's asking how people make it work. The replies to her were very helpful. The advice ranged from no internet or streaming services to growing vegetables and raising chickens for meat and eggs. Also, most people who replied seem to only have one car and have had it for many years. They all admit it isn't always easy and it does take some amount of effort, but the payoff is worth it. The common theme was sacrificing things you like for things you love. In this case, eating out, new cars, streaming services are all things these people liked but what they loved was one parent at home raising, and in many cases, homeschooling their children. And the end result is more joy and contentment. Let's move on to another reply. Society have convinced them that being strong and independent is more important. Children can only be socially capable through public schools. This sentiment is right in line with what I've witnessed and is grounded in fact. We do indeed teach women that strength through independence is the ultimate goal of womanhood. And what this person left unsaid is that staying at home is portrayed as weak. Stay-at-home moms are often attacked by feminists for setting all women back. The second point this person made is the claim that children won't learn how to socialize if they're not in a school. This is honestly something that we've struggled with. Our children do very well together. They know how to compromise and are learning how to notice when someone is upset and to deescalate the situation. They share while at the same time knowing they don't always have to give up something they have simply because someone else asks. However, they are initially very shy around other children and don't always know how to interact. We try to take them to playgrounds and we're trying to get them more involved in church and other social activities now that we're no longer traveling full-time in an RV. Kids, kids really do not need school to learn how to socialize. In fact, School often just reinforces bad behavior. Kids are dumb, and many poorly behaved kids don't learn until they are adults that their behavior is unacceptable. However, as children, those same kids might be able to get everything that they want, which then teaches other kids to act the same way. Socialization through school is real, but isn't always a good thing and definitely isn't the only way to teach kids how to work well with others. Moving on, someone else says, homeschooling is wonderful, but requires parents, especially mothers, to have considerable self-discipline and to be comfortable implementing structure. 
I don't think it's a good fit for anxiety-ridden women who can't keep on top of their current obligations as is. I really like this reply, mainly because I think it's completely wrong. My wife deals with a lot of anxiety, has no self-discipline, and hates structure. She does, however, manage her obligations well. But she's on medication for anxiety and still gets overwhelmed at times. She aims to start school at night each day, but that rarely happens. She likes routine, but absolutely does not want to be held to any structure. Her life and our kids' lives are one amorphous blob of activity. And all of that works very well for them. Their routine is simply that the Bible lesson comes first, then history or science, depending on the day, and then whatever they feel like. So a woman with anxiety, no self-discipline, and no structure is very capable of staying at home and homeschooling. The reason I really like this reply is that I think it is clearly parroting modern-day social constructs placed on women. The idea that a woman has to have it all together in order to raise and teach her own children is preposterous. And the real irony is we're telling these same women that they are very capable of having successful careers, but that they're not capable and somehow it's not worth their effort to teach and raise their own kids. Another person simply said, I homeschooled. You'll never regret it. Lack of bad influences is one of the major pluses. Yes, that is 100% true. Someone else said, I had zero issues choosing the 1,000 excuse me, square foot home we can afford on one income over the 2,500 square foot home with me at work and sending my kids away all day. Choices matter. There are almost always choices we can make to live off one income. And I want to stress Almost. I realize sometimes that's not the case, but if raising kids yourself really is more important than a house, the newest phone, a fancy gaming system, you'll choose to sacrifice those things. That's a hard truth for some people to hear. It's not really our fault though. We've been indoctrinated to consume. Once you can see that, however, you have a responsibility to take action and prioritize the things that are most important in your life. And hopefully what's most important is your spouse and your kids. And I'm not just talking to women here. I'm talking to both moms and dads. Men, don't ask or expect your wives to stay home while you still go out and buy yourself a fancy expensive car. I really like this next reply. We sat down with my daughter-in-law and calculated this one time financially. In reality, she was only working for about $87 a week net, meaning gas and all the other expenses that goes along with going to a job. She homeschools now. If there was one thing good about the pandemic, it's that it helped people realize how expensive getting to and from work really is. You have to pay for gas or transportation, vehicle maintenance, daycare for kids, lost time, likely more eating out, and the list goes on. If you've never looked closely at this, I recommend you do. You may find, as this lady did, that you can live without the $87 per week. One last reply. Most fools are in debt and can't stop working. 
They didn't plan ahead. This was done by design. Make cost of living sky high so you must leave the kids with the government to be indoctrinated. Okay, that was said a bit nutty, but I think I get the point. Our middle class is not taught how to handle money and live most of their lives in debt. This means they are often stuck in their situation if they don't make a drastic and abrupt change. Quitting work could mean going into bankruptcy. Is there really some greater plan to force kids into school? Maybe, I don't know. I think there is a conscious effort to keep people in debt though. Debt leads to more income for banks and creditors. They want us in debt. There is no doubt about that. It's how they make money. I think the government then just takes advantage of the situation we're in. All school is indoctrination. Sure, we learn about math and science and things that are unchanging and factual, but the rest of school is indeed indoctrination. We are raised to believe in certain values and have certain worldviews. No matter who is in charge of education, our schooling is like a horse with blinders on. We can only see what they want us to see. Now, do we have the ability to learn anything we want in America? Well, yes, but school is so full as is, most of our young people will only learn what the education system wants them to learn. Again, this is literally indoctrination. We want to claim that our school system is set up to promote critical thinking, but it really isn't. And without learning critical thinking, it's not possible to question anything we're taught in school without consciously reteaching ourselves how to think. How can I make this claim? It's simple. We have tests. Every class, with very few exceptions, in both primary and secondary school has a test or tests in which the answers are either right or wrong. No critical thinking is involved in that. You either learn the answers the system wants you to learn, or you fail. The last reply we looked at may sound a bit unhinged, but sadly it's mostly true. If you don't believe in the social studies being taught at a school, for instance, maybe you want your children getting a more rounded education of slavery, or you want your children to learn the full truth about native tribes and not the watered down version public schools teach, you may need to consider homeschooling. Back to the questions though, does it matter if the percentage of moms choosing to stay at home is going down and should we care if women want to work? Again, I think yes. The replies, while anecdotal, demonstrate how our culture has been indoctrinated. Here are a few points people make against staying home and raising a family. In order to live the American life, a household must have two incomes. A woman shows strength through work. Homeschooling is too challenging. Children who are homeschooled are at a disadvantage. None of this is true. As we saw with some of the replies, two incomes are not necessary. While homeschooling is challenging, if a woman can succeed in a job, she can succeed in raising her children. Children who are homeschooled are not disadvantaged. There are plenty of socialization opportunities. They get 
personalized education and they don't have all the negative influences. So the reason I think it matters that women aren't staying home is they aren't making the choice consciously. Our society has conditioned them to believe they shouldn't stay home. Women are told they're doing themselves and their children a disservice by staying home. And this, of course, is all lies. I want to talk a bit more about one topic before we wrap this up. The idea that women's strength comes through independence is one of the most damaging lies we've spread through Western society. I understand why women might be scared if they are dependent on their husbands. I see it in my wife now. She's afraid that if anything were to happen to me, she would have a very difficult time getting a job because she hasn't worked in a long time. I saw it with my mom as well. She didn't work for many years before my dad died. Luckily, they saved enough and she got enough from life insurance that she doesn't need to work. But she was still scared that if she ever needed to, she would have a hard time finding a job after so much time out of the workforce. I don't really think she feels that way anymore, though. She's gotten to know a lot of wonderful people who would help her find work if she needed it. And I think the same is actually now true for my wife. But that fear is real, especially as women get older. And if their husband is wasteful or doesn't treat the marriage as a, as a partnership, that could put the woman in a very difficult place. And in today's society, we don't care for the widowed as we used to or as we should. I can even sympathize with this fear myself. I haven't had a real job since I got out of the Navy about three years ago. And I would actually say my nearly eight years in the Navy wasn't even a real job. The idea of trying to find a real job is very daunting and frightening to me. But we've twisted this fear into the belief that a woman who is dependent on a man is somehow weak. That can't be further from the truth. I've had the pleasure of watching my wife grow in strength and self-confidence as she teaches our children. She has incredible perseverance and resilience. Her patience is astounding. She is not weak by any measure. Any woman who chooses to stay home and raise her kids and care for her family should be applauded and celebrated. She is not causing some negative progress for women. We should live in a society where all women are encouraged to do what they want to do, be that work or stay at home to raise a family. One is not more noble or admirable than the other. Now, I will say the system should not be raising kids. Parents should be. If mom isn't going to stay home, dad needs to. Now, I know there's a lot of people who think mom is better at home, but I think dads do a pretty good job. But that's a discussion for another day. We need to stop telling women strength only comes through independence. We should celebrate women who choose to stay home. There is no reason a woman shouldn't be free to choose her own path. And ladies, if you want to stay home, but you don't know where to start, try by taking a look at your priorities and look at where you're spending money and see if those two things match up.
it is possible to live off one income. And making sacrifices so you can do the things that are most important to you will lead to more joy and contentment than you could ever imagine. Okay, that's all I wanted to say about that for today. Thank you for hanging out with me. If you're enjoying the podcast, take a moment to follow, rate, and review. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube, and we'll see you next time on Sanity.